Yeah, off to a fine, fine Canadian start on this Sunday night, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The world is falling apart around us. Uh It's melting down as we know it, but we are in studio again talking to Canadians about what we know best and what we do best, Canadian comedy. It's a Sunday night in Toronto, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Dean Young, and we are talking all things Canadian comedy, taking you behind the joke, behind the scenes, into the green room, finding out why comics in Canada talk about what they talk about and do what they do. We have a returning regular friend of the show, I would say, in studio with us. Yes, you do. I was wondering where I, where I jump in on that. Yeah, but, anytime. Yeah. You were looking at me like, am I? Would I be considered? Oh, no, no, no. I would consider that I'm a, a, a regular, but I was, Absolutely. Wait, I was waiting for you to introduce me and say my name. Well, I'm going to bring say that in. Name. This is You are maybe the John Goodman or Alec Baldwin to Inside Jokes. Oh. You just hear that often. Or maybe a Tom Hanks. You're part of the Four Timers Club, that's for oh, sure. Oh, at least. Maybe yeah. more, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the voice you are hearing is, of course, our good friend Dave Martin back in studio. He, uh, he was with us a couple months ago in the summer. Now, you have had a lot going on since then that we're going to talk about today. Uh, well, I mean... Uh, <laughs> You're surviving. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, keep on keeping on. That's the sort of the motto of Canadian uh, comedy, is that you just have to just keep... keep just keep at it, buddy. It's always about the next gig, isn't keep, it? Keep your stick on the ice. Keep your stick on yeah. the ice. He's, got, he's a good guy. He's got a lot of heart. Uh just goes out there and just gives her 110% oh, every single there, buddy, time, yeah. you know. Oh, just geez, yeah. good bunch of guys. Oh, yeah. We're going to get really Canadian today. We're talking about, I'm going to talk about the indie wave <laughs> in Canadian comedy, Dave. Last week, we were talking about the sort of this new generation mm-hmm. that is sort of taking over. The kids these days? The kids these days that the festivals are kind of noticing and these sort of new showcases that are springing up in the festivals and the networks are starting to pay attention. I think it's all because of the long Jerry Maguire-esque Facebook memo I posted from a motel room in Banff two years ago when I was not sober. (laughs) I think that's what did it all. But still, so today I want to talk a lot about how sort of, I think it's the age of the independent right now in Canada. In a way it always has been, but now it's actually viable, which is the difference. I think in a lot of ways, I think uh, a lot of comics have sort of woken up to the idea that, that a club... Doing doing clubs like Yucks or Absolute or anything, and nothing nothing against those clubs because I mean I, I I played I was with Yucks for like fourteen years and then yeah. I'm with Absolute now. But I think a lot of comics realize that well clubs are in business for themselves, and and comics have to start making a name for themselves, um, you know outside of the clubs, and hopefully that'll maybe draw more people in into the clubs to see them but also then you can start doing your own shows and and make a, a name for yourself like that which i think is the key and we'll get to that too because we have another a new friend in studio with us an inside jokes virgin if you will <laughs> uh the newly married by the way we can right Woo! yeah Yes, September 14th. September, f- wow, okay. So like, new. just brand, brand new. new. The voice you are hearing is Jason Allen, who, uh, you. so you're a you're a Londoner born and bred. Yeah, right? and living in Hamilton now, living Hamilton in, for the last two years. Living in the Hammer, and the sort hammer. of, there's a good, healthy comedy scene there, and you've certainly done well for yourself down there. It's def- things have definitely picked up since I moved to Hamilton, location's key. We're close to you guys. We're close to a lot of different cities, and yeah. I feel like Hamilton gets you road-ready Right away, because 
you're just around so much so it's easy to travel and kind of be like hey what's Guelph into what's Kitchener into what's Toronto into you can kind of bounce around and figure out a lot of different scenes in Ontario yeah, anyways race around and cool. do these one nighters and then yeah. go back to sleep for four hours and of course you've been hitting the club <laughs> stages doing some festivals you were at the Cottage Country Festival before, yeah. but you have a new show kicking off here at Toronto's uh, Second City yeah I'm so, really excited about that what's this all about so I'm doing two, uh, 8 p.m. and 10:15 p.m. at the John Candy Box Theater. Uh, this is our first trial, and hoping to uh, have more and get to showcase some more Canadian talent, get some more uh, Toronto comics in the mix, Hamilton comics in the mix, kind of show them what we can do. You know what I mean? So I think bring some of these Hamilton comics here because you know Toronto, which is our home where we're broadcasting from right now, it's oversaturated. Jason. Too right. many, right? We have too many comics. Too many jokes about uh, TTC, yeah. Too many jokes about TTC. <laughs> I want nice. to see, see more jokes uh-huh. about public transit uh, from other cities from other, in the oh, country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, more jokes about the Sky Train and, yeah. the, and, the, and the Sea Train and out of Calgary. You get lots yeah. of fighting jokes is what you'd get if we're talking if about we're transit in Hamilton. People, yeah. yeah. Tell well, me about the freak that you saw at your Tim Hortons uh, in Hamilton as opposed to the freak it. that I saw yeah. near my Tim Hortons in Toronto. That is what I loved. I, I was in Hamilton, and actually Sandra Carusi, who's of course started this show, we started together in Hamilton, and I would live there for like three and a half years, and everybody always told me it was the city of waterfalls. Yeah. I never saw a single... No. I just, there's just is that a, a metaphor for tears? Yeah, or? like there's just a Tim Hortons with scooter parking on every yeah. corner. And A&W's that's what's there. and Big B variety stores. And that's, yeah. what, that's what Hamilton should really be known for. That's, yeah. We just got the new crest right there for Hamilton. Uh, we're going to get into more of some of the independent stuff that Dave and Jason are, come, are working on right now. And uh, we have another returning friend of the show, Derek Sagan, will be joining us on the line a little bit later. Keep it tuned in right here to Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Marta Chavez, and you're listening to Inside Joke. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls because it's a metaphor for danger. But if you do, maybe don't go to Hamilton because they're full of. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, the waterfalls will yell at you. What are you looking at? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a waterfall behind every AW and every Tim Hortons. Uh, TLC, though, I, you know, just to throw it back for a second, I do. I remember when that video came out, and it was supposed to be cautionary, right? It was supposed to be a cautionary tale, I suppose. Uh, for me, it was just a good video to watch on mute as a 14 year old boy. That's, <laughs> that's what that was. Mm. Uh, we have our friends Dave Martin and Jason Allen in studio with us right here on Inside Jokes. If you're just tuning in, uh, you're late. What are you doing? Shame on you. How dare you? How dare you? We're talking about independent comics making their own way in this country, in Canada. And actually, Dave, so you, uh, listen, you've been around for a while. I don't know if that's oh, oh news for you. I always, I keep always changing. <laughs> Depending on who I'm talking to, I always change uh, what the date I actually started. Yeah. Just to ma- not make myself seem it's so like ancient. You, you and Minnie Holmes does that with her age. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, I can still call myself in my, uh, well, no, I can still say mid-40s. So, yeah, but even I mean, like, all right, you that. were talking in the first segment about how, Sort of the trajectory you've been on. I mean, yeah, you were with clubs, working with them for almost a decade and a half, right? And you you did comedy now back when that was the big launch pad. When that was a thing, yeah. When that was a thing. And so it's, what's interesting about you is sort of you always find a way to sort of 
adapt and evolve your career as it goes because you're you're a comedian who has stayed working in Canada and that's kind of what you have to do just to keep alive and just to stay afloat yeah no I mean I, I always like I, I sometimes see people celebrating when they get signed with a club and my first yeah. advice piece of advice is uh, well my first piece of advice is always like don't invite your friends to shows save those friends for when it really is important yep like contests and showcases but or I also when you're say, running a show that's a door deal yeah 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 yeah, yeah. or uh and also uh, don't ever stop doing your own thing because i mean they're uh you know sadly sometimes yucks can breed a certain amount of laziness where you just kind of get very just content and just sitting at home and waiting for your gigs to come in yeah and then at a certain point they're not going to come in and then you're going to forget how to book yourself so even when i was with yucks i would always put on independent shows in Toronto, where yep. it was at the the Rivoli or the Dominion Queen or the Duke or any other location, uh, I did a lot at the Rivoli. But it was just also because a lot of the times the shows that I was doing with clubs weren't always the shows like those were shows that I was getting paid to be on, yeah. uh, and sometimes those weren't always the shows that I would necessarily uh, want other that I would invite people out to because I mean, but when I was producing my own show, then I could book the comics that I wanted, and it was always just a, a good, fun excuse to put on a show with people that I enjoyed. I remember actually being I was in it was when I was still in my Hamilton radio days, and I was in Toronto to see uh, Stephen Wright at the Lightbox. And somebody, I don't know if it was you or somebody who's doing your show actually was handing out flyers for your show at the Dominion. Oh, yeah. I still have one of these. Oh, it was yeah, like yeah, just yeah. before I came here. Yeah, yeah. So those, those were, yeah, those were a lot of fun to do. But I mean, it's, it's always, yeah, I mean, a, a, you know, a club's always going to push the club and uh, the comics already have to remember to push themselves just as much. So. Well, and that's the thing. And I mean, Jason, you kind of, you know some of this as well, but also you are in an interesting position because, yeah, you're based in Hamilton, so you kind of go around, do all these different little Southern Ontario hubs, and come into Toronto for stuff that you're booked on. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it is this, especially Yux is a good example. Here in Toronto, it's so saturated with comics, and so they'll go on sort of like these big signing benders where yeah. they'll sign 20 yeah. people, and then, but I mean, the majority of it is you just get benched, right? And they're sort of... In a way, I don't know if it's taking away the competition. I don't know if the mindset is still that, where it's like, you can only do us, you can't do other shows. Because well, I, I think that's still a thing. Yeah. It's still a thing, but it's, I mean, it's sort of an unspoken, unwritten rule that it's like, well, yeah, but that's not possible, though, because you can't carve out a living doing, like, you know, no. getting sent to Ajax yeah. once every six months or something. I don't know if there is an Ajax anymore. And there isn't but, an Ajax yeah. anymore, but depending no, who you are. There's still a place called Ajax. There's still, yeah, don't, yeah. I like how you said that... <laughs> Like, the listeners are worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the whole city of Ajax just plummeted into the ground. Even our just... commuters are just like, that's fine. There's no, Aj <laughs> there's no Ajax anymore. It's, it's still there. I don't think there's a club there anymore. But... <laughs> no, there is no club there. But, yeah, you can't. It's sort of like whole, like, sitting around waiting for your name to come up on the gig sheet. And it's like. Well, you can't. But, I mean, I also, time. I also started this whole. As much as I cringe whenever I hear some uh, someone, you know, talk about themselves being on a journey, but yeah. I, I started the stand up before there was like, uh, you know, social media, the internet, YouTube, and and even websites to get your name out there. So it's like uh, it, the game is completely changed too. And sometimes you get just older comics can get sort of swallowed up and just get content in doing what they're doing. But then they yeah. also still complain about, hey, why am I not getting this stuff? 
Well, and you right. have to find that balance now. And I think, I mean, Jason, yeah. you've tapped into a good thing. It's like you, you're a guy who's consistently getting booked right now, and you've got some some heat around you, right? You're I, what, I guess three years are, in or so. No, I'm or about now? five now. Five now. Um, and I just uh, I just started working for Absolute, which is exciting. But again, like like Dave said, I have to book a lot of my own stuff yeah. too. And I I do think Hamilton's been good to me in the sense that I'm close to all these. Like good one-off shows yeah. in smaller towns, I'm I'm pretty close to everything, so it's easy to kind of get around. And uh, been building a living off this for about the last half a year now. Or yeah, yeah, I'm not tied to a day job anymore, and I'm just trying to keep that momentum going. And you know, and then build your own stuff. I mean, doing this show at the John Candy and Box. That's like it. You can create yeah. something that wasn't there. And Hamilton's an interesting scene too, because you have this cluster of like. There's a few really veteran comics there. I mean, you have you have Manolis, Manolis down there, Santana's, you have Gavin, Gavin Stevens, Stevens. Yeah. yeah. And but their home base is there because they are diehard Hamiltonians, which is just like never. I'll never go back to Toronto. <laughs> I'm just Hamilton for life. Um, but then you can flock in and do some other stuff. Uh, we'll come back from the break, and I want to talk a little bit more about the projects you guys are working on right now. And we're gonna get Derek Sagan on the line with us calling in from the road he'll be back in southern ontario soon keep it tuned right here inside jokes global news radio 640 toronto hey this is ed the sock you're listening to inside jokes on 640 which means you should really be examining your choices where are you calling in from by the way where are you right now montreal montreal you are in, back in montreal okay perfect I'm uh naked. so i'm naked at my house you're naked <laughs> We're naked in studio. It's fine. Uh, welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We have Dave Martin and Jason Allen in studio with us if you're just tuning in. And returning friend of the show, Derek Sagan, is calling us naked from Montreal. Hello, everybody. Just sprawled out <laughs> on his couch in Montreal, buck naked, just doing some Toronto AM radio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's <laughs> rules to the nudity. We don't sit on the couch when we're naked. Oh, you just walk, pace around... Pace around on the phone. That's right. <laughs> uh, of course, and you're you're coming back to uh, Southern Ontario soon. You're hitting up the Rose Theater in Brampton, October 18th. And what's uh, so what are what's this tour that you're doing right now? What what can audiences expect to see this time out of Derek Sagan? Well, so these are the last two shows of this uh, of this tour that's spanned over uh, probably uh, 18 months now. I think. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, it was my first tour, so I did other shows that uh, were guaranteed money in between. <laughs> so I didn't do it all <laughs> yeah. straight. Uh, but it's uh, it's just uh, an hour of me of uh, what I do because the name of the, the tour I have to do this chunk about food allergies uh, because it says warning may contain nuts, so that's where that comes from. <laughs> and I'm glad that these are the last two shows because I'm uh, I honestly uh, I'm tired of that. Joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we had Dave Martin in studio with us, and he mentioned there's like a story of when you guys were out east together. Well, I think Derek and I have been out east a couple of times, but then there's one particular story that I think eventually worked into Derek's act, and because I was hosting for him, and then Derek would be on stage headlining, and then Derek would always reference. Uh, he would, yeah, he would always be the same. Hey, you know your host. Uh, here's a funny story about him, and I would cringe in the corner. <laughs> so we're out there, and there's this wonderful guy. Do you remember his name, Dave? Uh, sadly, I don't. Yeah, but he was, he's yeah, still, he was a, a great guy, and he was the the doorman there, wasn't he? And he's still, yeah, he doesn't even work in comedy anymore. But it's still like when he hears I'm in town, he still offered to pick me up at the airport and everything. He's a really nice guy. I wish I could remember his name. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he's driving us around, being very hospitable as they are out there on the East Coast. 
and uh, so we, I guess we left one bar, and he was bringing us home, or to maybe to another bar. No, it was, uh, we, he was uh, taking us back to the hotel. We were literally about five seconds out of getting out of the car. Yeah, and then, so he and I are just chatting. Dave's sitting super well-behaved in the back. Little did we know that he was in the middle of a swallow contest, and he was, <laughs> and then he just exploded all over the back of this guy's head. <laughs> all inside his car it's oh my god yeah it was a puke explosion and Derek described it perfectly as if it was the scene out of Pulp Fiction where John Travolta <laughs> right, like shoots the guy the head by mistake <laughs> yeah how 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 long ago was this like how early on in the years of stand-up was this for you Dave oh uh, it, well, it was like a good 10 years ish ago I think it must have been because I think it might have been my first time that I was out there too, because uh, yeah, yeah, because we were in that hotel. It was, new, it was a new club for sure. It was definitely a new club when we were there. Yeah, yeah, they gave us the. <laughs> it was a sexual harassment notice that they gave to that they had to start giving to all the comedians because some people didn't behave themselves. But, Just in general. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a couple of guys that weren't so cool, and then they had to give us. And you know, when you're being called on bad behavior in Newfoundland, you're a real dink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now there's a no free drinks rule out there too because of Dave, but I mean, but I mean, for, for uh, the the guy was so super cool, and I think this is always a testament to how much I love East Coast people. Uh, for a guy that just puked in his car uh, and uh, <laughs> and on his head apparently and the back of his head, yes, and uh, but he was sort of like, oh, don't worry about it, man, don't worry about it. So apparently, this probably happens a lot out east. So yeah, yeah it was, he was super cool about it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, I'll, I'll hold his arms if you want to beat the crap out. <laughs> yeah, I, that w- I would have suggested that too. Give me a couple punches in the face. I'll learn a lesson. So, Derek, I wanted to ask you, Derek, taking this tour around. And well, first off, I don't think we got into this before. For you, aside from actually just switching languages and working in different languages, what's the big difference that you found between you know English Canada francophone audiences and anglophone audiences? Is there a big well, difference? I mean, you kind of have to just be obviously you're broad and approachable no matter what. Well, people do ask me this a lot, and there, it's it's tough to really describe it. But um, I would say it's not so much uh, French and English audience. It's more uh, in Quebec. We have a very specific um, evolution, I guess, of stand up. You have to understand that stand up in Quebec it's only like thirty or thirty five year old, right? Right. So when that happened, it was kind of like an American art form, uh, like like many other things, like sitcoms, like you know, like a different uh, genre of, uh, of cinema, just all cultural pop, pop culture things. Yeah. We kind of borrowed the, 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 the format and then we adapted to our, our own culture, right? Because we have to be self-sufficient for all our entertainment. There's only so much French from France crap that we can <laughs> yeah. tolerate. So we have to make our own thing. So what's happened is that we, you know, somebody started doing stand-up, you know, the traditional American stand-up, but it evolved on its own. It didn't evolve in the same way that it, the American stand-up did or the, the stand-up did in, in English Canada, because English Canada will adapt and evolve sort of along the same line as it does in the state and in the rest of the English-speaking world. Whereas in Quebec, it's sort of on its own axis, right? So audiences really jump on board with stand-up early on, and then it started to evolve, but it became more, I would say it's more theatrical. Yeah, like for sure. In Quebec, it's more like their one-man show with like lighting cues, and, and audiences got used to that. So 
they uh, they're just they're, they're more respectful. It's really how like right now English Canada we're fighting to make stand up an actual recognized art form. Yes, <laughs> yeah, we are. That wouldn't be necessary because it's like we already have a union for us, right? Most of the 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 the, the salle the uh, uh, venue are already covered by the Union des Artistes, which is a, a the like the French equivalent of Actra, except it's cover stand-up comedians and stuff, even for live performance a lot of the time. Well, and I think even so. b- beca- <laughs> because you do have that culture to protect, but you guys, because of that, in your entertainment industry, you have you really have your own sort of star system out there. I mean, you have trade papers. People go to see Quebec movies in, in movie theaters. You have your own... Oh, yeah you know, television productions, the whole thing that, that English Canada to this day is still trying to figure out how to even just scratch the surface of that stuff, you know? And stand-up itself is really held in the high regard. So, uh, you know, like your top stand-up comedian will sell hundreds of thousands of tickets even though we have a fraction of the population, you know what I mean? Imagine that. You just made yeah, everyone in this so. studio so much more sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek. Thing, it is different, though. There's a nuance, like... Yeah. I smoke a lot, so when I'm on stage in French, sometimes I'll just get a, a cough will will catch me, and I'll be like, <coughs> and so I therefore stop talking in the middle of a setup. Well, the audience for stand up in Quebec are so trained that just the fact that you've stopped talking, they instinctively will start to clap. Oh wow! Yeah, that must have been a punchline. So let's give it to them. Oh, okay, we're all moving to Quebec after we finish this show today. <laughs> Derek, thanks so much for joining us again, man. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. And, of course, we'll see you October 18th at the Rose Theater in Brampton. Go to that show. Check out Derek online. Derek's again. Thank you one more time. I'm also at the uh, Comedy Bar on October 20th. Perfect. In Toronto. Go yeah. to Brampton and thank then you. come to Comedy Bar and see Derek live. You can't miss him. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Cheers. Good seeing you, Derek. Bye. 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 Hello. How are you? This is Irish comedian extraordinaire Fiona O'Brien. <laughs> And you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I am Dean Young and I'm in studio with Dave Martin, great Yay. friend of the show, right? Yay! Our most yeah. regular regular, maybe. I think so at this point. You're making me sound like a raisin brand, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You are. You're just, you're our Alec Baldwin. You're just constantly... I will resurface eventually, yes. It's like you and Peter Anthony just waiting for a (laughs) moment to jump in. merry-go-round of smartasses. And we have all the way from Ontario's beautiful city of waterfalls, (laughs) Jason Allen from Hamilton, Ontario, the hammer. Here's the thing, Jason. I mean, so, okay, you started off in London. Yeah. Was that your hometown? Were you, like, born and raised? Yeah, I I grew up in London. I grew up between London and Hamilton because my parents divorced, and then my mom met somebody else and moved to Hamilton for a bit, so I went to... High school in Hamilton and London. I spent okay. yeah, so I spent a bit of my childhood in both, um, and then eventually moved back to Hamilton. I just had been traveling there for shows, anyways. Yeah, I kind of had fallen in love with the scene, and by that I mean Manolo Santanos. <laughs> yeah, uh, super nice guy, and just the comics there were super supportive, and it was cool. And there was just a bit more vets there than in London. Like in London. We had Jeff Leeson, who's, if speaking of independent comedy, oh, yeah. is great at just finding his own work and being able to kind of like build something and with he's his quiet, own hands. A bit of a I mean? quiet storm, too. Like, we've had Leeson on this 100%. show talking about this stuff. Like, the com- most of the comics in Toronto, 
don't really know what he's up to ever. He just no. kind of like surfaces, but he's out there he just, just pops into way. these small towns yeah. and gets this huge like outpour of people who come to see him. Like he legit has a fan base, like and a, he a strong one. And he is the least Jeff Leeson for our listeners who might remember him on the show not too long ago. And hopefully you you went and saw him live or checked out some of his stuff online. But Leeson is known as the crowd work yeah. king. He's the crowd work master, which is a beautiful that we were in London together about probably five, six years ago now. And there's this snowstorm that was going on and we're at this big sports bar and there's like this beer league hockey banquet going on. So all these right. drunk dudes just like the whole time chiming in the show and I'm emceeing and I'm fighting them the whole time. And Leeson, Jeff Leeson goes up to close it out. And of course he's going to do just 40 minutes of crowd work, which means just 40 minutes of ripping on these guys. So he comes up to me and he goes, before you bring me up, he goes, I'm going to go start the car and warm it up. Cause when I get off stage, we have to get the hell out of this bar and get away from here and just laid into these guys. Like these are guys who awesome. were in their own little world, the entire show, right? Yeah. Just talking. They couldn't have cared less that there was a comedy show happening 40 feet away from them. But about 10 minutes into Leeson's time, they were paying attention yeah, and he was just savaging them. And it was great to watch. And then just like cleared out of there. I think Nobody- just working the road, he's got a great gift of like getting people to listen to him, getting combative audiences to listen yeah. and kind of like get on his level, which is really cool. But unfortunately, because he's a crowd work guy, I didn't work with him a lot in London because like, you're not going to see a guy like that at open mics where yeah. you're working yeah. out new stuff. He needs an audience there to do what he does, right? So Jeff was very good to me early on. Like, he took me on the road with them. Sometimes I went to Sarnia. I got used to small towns and kind of cut my teeth with Jeff. And then once I moved to Hamilton, it was guys like Manolis and Gavin who had kind of taken me under their wing, and it's kind of just... I've grown from there. Well, so. and that's the thing. I think that's, and Dave, you certainly know this. Like, that's how, you know, when you're in a scene like Toronto, comedy scene like Toronto, you can have your comfortable places where there's these solid set shows, you know, comedy bar and oh, Bad yeah, Dog yeah, yeah, and yeah. the clubs that are here and the Rivoli and the Underground and blah, blah, blah. There's endless amounts of, there's not just open mics here. There's these great places to go and you have a good, warm, built-in audience. But it really is when you get out on the road and start yeah. seeing small town Canada and just, you know, blue collar cities in Canada. Yeah. That really sort of, that's where you sharpen up. And that's where it's like, okay, now this is what I do. Right. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that Toronto has sort of, that's similar-ish to uh, New York, where it's like a great, Toronto's a great place to go when you want to do a bunch of like seven minute sets or yeah, spots. Yeah. But it's sort of like, that's one of the advantages of people out in the West Coast too, is like, sorry, you're more, you're forced to go out on the road a lot uh, earlier on. Because I know when I started, it was just like you could feel like a real comic because you're out doing like, you know, two or three sets or, or more in one night. Or, uh, but, I mean, you can do that even more now in Toronto because there's a lot more rooms. But, uh, but I didn't get out on the road until, you know, I was like, you know, like six years in because yeah. I sort of lived in Toronto where it was, uh, you know, you could get stage time if you wanted to. But in some of the or the more far out regions in, the, I don't know why I'm including Hamilton in that because Hamilton is its own city, but you have to get out on the road a lot earlier, which is a better way to get experience and, and you know, and uh, cut your teeth doing that. It totally is, and it gets you out of that, I don't want to say comfort zone, but a little bit. I mean, when you're, you know, let's say you're a couple of years in, it does get you out of that 
comfortable place where it's just like, well, now everybody on this scene knows me, and I have my yeah. five shows that I like to do, and that's it, you know. Yeah, but I, I mean, a, a, a comfort zone can almost be detrimental to your totally uh, is to your because then then you don't know what it's like to perform outside of it, and then you're sort of doing these local jokes in, a, in an area yes. where yeah. people either don't know what you're talking about or they know what you're talking about and they hate you for talking about it. It's when yeah, all of a sudden you've got like 15 minutes and and half of it, like you were saying earlier, is teaching. TC references and or yeah, you know, your public transit and uh, hey, can you believe what they did at Oliver at City Hall? And they're yeah. like, well, what City Hall are you talking about? Yeah, you know, yeah, it is. You really get out there and realize, okay, how broad of a scope do I have? And then you go beyond that, and it's just okay. Can I go to small town Saskatchewan and do stuff that's not even just about where you are right now? Just because yeah. I think everything now too, a big part of this whole sort of indie boom that's going on is because so much stuff is, you know, web series and digital platforms and people are trying to get stuff streaming, you want to be as broad as possible and just you're aiming at just a universal audience now. Yeah. Not even just Canadiana, right? But then also you could you then if you visit the same places over and over again, then you can go back and, you know, then you can then you have your then you have your specific jokes that are about Halifax or St. Yeah. John's or, or St. Yeah. John. And-, and in Saskatchewan, it's true, by the way. If you go to the t- like the town you're in tonight, if you just open with making fun of the town you were in last night, oh yeah, <laughs> they love that. Brett oh. wasn't lying. That's all 100% accurate. All right, we will come right back. I want to get into some awkward places to perform and some, some places maybe we don't want to go back to ever again. <laughs> Thanksgiving Life dinner. on the road. Yeah, Thanksgiving dinner. Right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, I'm John Catucci from You Gotta Eat Here. So when I'm not eating food, I'm listening to Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Uh, Dave Martin and Jason Allen are in studio. I don't know if you guys knew this, but your eyes can have it all. Oh, I, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> With Hakeem Optical. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I agree. I've, I've uh, been to them before. And, You've been to that. You don't need them. You have these like Hunter Thompson esque no, yellow these, aviators these, these on. Are, these are prescription. They're not just. They for are prescription. Cool. Yeah. I hope they're from Hakeem Optical. I hope that's not a competitor's lens uh, in this comedy studio. For the purpose of this show, yes, they are from Hakeem <laughs> yeah, Optical. That's right. Thank you, Hakeem Optical. Have uh, a day. Yeah. Yeah. That, of course, our producer, Vince Tedesco, uh, who told me I am not allowed to play TLC's Waterfalls during the show. No more Waterfalls. We've covered that in Hamilton. Uh, Today, we're talking independent stand-up and how Canadian comics sort of carve out their own life on the road and sort of finding that balance between landing club and festival work, but also doing your own thing, which, uh, as a matter of survival, you simply have to. So we're talking to Dave and Jason. They both have some new projects rolling out, which we'll get into. Uh, but I, we're just talking about life on the road right now. And yeah, well, I'm I'm about to hit the road with uh, Kenny Robinson and Darren Frost. That's right. Yeah, uh, we've uh, we just did the Halifax Club. Yeah, uh, the Yuck Yucks one in Halifax, and then uh, we're moving on to next weekend. We're going to be in St. John. That is a good trio, by the way, because. Uh, Kenny and Darren, of course, do the Rank and Vile Tour, but the three of you have been working together a long time. You and Darren have had a lot of projects together over oh, the yeah. years, so there's a sort <laughs> of like, yeah, 
So people are sort of getting a behind-the-scenes glimpse at something almost when it's the three of you packaged up together. Well, and uh, it gives... It gives me a chance to uh, do some of my more dirtier, raunchier material. Yeah. Which is usually what I do anyways, but uh, it when I'm hosting for those guys, uh, I can just lay it on a little thicker, and you kind of hope that this is the sort of show that the audience is expecting, and then if, if they get shocked, then you can scold them for it. But yeah, no, it's a... Uh, no, I, 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 you know... You know, you talk about going on the road. I mean, and it's more in in the states. You hear stories about this, where a comic who's coming up will get um, like a headliner yeah. uh, to go on tour with. Uh, and so Darren's one of the few guys that uh, I sort of really was able to jump on uh, his bandwagon when we both worked for Yucks. Uh, he still does. But yeah, he was one of the guys that I, uh, I toured with a whole, whole bunch. So I've always got to give tip my hat to him as uh, one of the guys that uh, took me on the road with him a lot and uh, learned a lot of good and bad things uh, well, about being on the road. And, and and Jason was talking earlier about doing those road gigs with Jeff Leeson earlier. I think one of the things we learn in comedy, once you do strike out and go across Canada, is it is essential to not be on the road with people that you want to murder. No, for sure. <laughs> that is no, one of the really earliest. Helps you can yeah, have a good working relationship with the guys you travel with. It's yeah. always way better. Um, in, yeah, setting up your own tours is always best you know what i mean you learn these little tricks of survival especially in like some of these smaller places like the food savers in grand prairie alberta awkward place to buy a box of condoms yeah <laughs> this right. is just things things that you, <laughs> that you learn when you're out there well there's some guys that if you haven't been on the road with them before there's some guys that uh literally expect that you're going to hang out with them all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then there's sometimes right. you're sort of like, no, you know, we're just working together. Uh, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. We'll meet at the club. We'll do the show. And maybe we'll hang out and have a drink afterwards. And uh, and then there's some guys that are like, hey, man, do you want to go for breakfast tomorrow morning? I'm like, yeah. uh, no, um, I'm going to sleep in as long as I can. Breakfast yeah. is not an expense that I want to bother with. Uh, how about lunch will be my breakfast? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's okay. We're, we're, we're still good, but, uh, yeah, we don't have to hang out all the time. And you have to sort of find that balance. And if, yeah. I guess it happens more earlier on, but find that balance between, like, okay, well, at the end of the day, as fun as this is, I am here to work. You yeah. know, it just can't be a constant party where it's like, just yeah. blow all the money I made tonight because tomorrow's another day. You I know? think I think part of that probably comes with age too because I totally. definitely have noticed comics that are like within the like three to ten years that I've met at clubs, they always want to like follow us back to the hotel. Yeah. Like when I did Ottawa with like uh, Mace, Pat, and Manolis, this is like when I first got to Hamilton, they took me up to Ottawa with them to open up for them. It was really cool. Yeah. But some of the Ottawa comics who were doing guest spots too wanted to hang out with us all night and we we're like, we don't really know you and we yeah. kind of wanted <laughs> yeah. to do, we had a plan, you know what I mean? And now they're a part of the plan and we just get like a little yeah. weird sometimes. But when I work with like, I'm working with Gavin Stevens this weekend in Ottawa and I know we'll be like, we'll get along, but we won't be around each other the whole You'll time. You'll do the game. There's going to be some space. There's going to be some respect. It's, yeah, yeah, I like that. Say your good nights and all that stuff. But then also too, then you end up working with people that have like, eh, I don't really party anymore, and you're like, yeah, but in your act you talk about partying all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's an act. Those <laughs> that's because that material's honed. It's been yeah. around for a while. That's life on the road. Some good advice for listeners. We will come right back right here. Inside jokes. Global News Radio six forty Toronto. 
Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. If you're just tuning in, shame on you because it's the end of the show now, but we've been talking about indie Canadian comedy, life on the road. We, of course, had our friend Derek Sagan on the line with us earlier and all night in studio with Dave Martin and Jason Allen. And uh, yeah, Dave, you're a pretty busy guy right now. I'm trying to be. So I create you, that illusion of busyness. You create yes. that illusion of busyness, but you just dropped. We say dropped, by the way, nowadays. That's the parlance. Yes. You just dropped three albums. Three well, albums. Volume one to three. Vol- uh, yeah, one is a, a, a dark set from 2008, and one's a headlining set from 2009, and then another one's a 2013 headlining set, and then in about two months, I'm going to do like the recent album that i recorded at uh, absolute comedy in toronto nice so so what's this one uh all three of them are called some of the people some of the time yeah well, volume one is canadian porn and the secret behind 9 <laughs> 11 and okay. then volume two is homeless bidets and die doing what you love and volume three is uh halloween decor and last people on earth so those are they all reference jokes on that album. Yeah, there's some crossovers. So some of the jokes are on all three records, but it's the, just the kind of thing that it's like they're a lot. There's a lot of jokes there that I just don't do anymore, just because a I don't feel like I can get away with them. Yeah, and uh, they're not uh, maybe not appropriate for the times that we're in. But I still <laughs> like to put a stamp on them and just say that yeah, I did these. I don't not ashamed of them or anything. Well, like it's, but, but also I've learned to not do them as much too. Yeah, and it's also kind of that thing where it's like okay, you took this stuff out on the road, you honed it, you recorded it, it's finite. It's like done. On to yeah, the next. You know, on. I for sure feel that. And Canadian porn though, that's great because this is the country. Pornhub is Canadian. Is it? Uh, I've heard. I don't know. <laughs> what is Pornhub? I have no idea. Out of Montreal, but yeah. See, that's what we do. Porn and comedy, baby. Yep. That's what Canadians do. And Very specific. Canadian make porn no money jokes, or recognition so. off of either of those things. And we have Jason Allen, of course. Who? Uh, so you're firing up a new show at the John Candy Box Theater. Yeah, on October twentieth. The famous Second City. Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to be in there and be pushing that show. And it's yeah, 8 p.m. and 10:15 p.m. And then on October 23rd, I'm showcasing for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival at Absolute Comedy. Nice. And then I'm there for the weekend from the 25th to the 28th as well. So really excited about all those dates. You guys have a busy calendar for sure. Seems that way. Yeah. And wh- where's the best place to find all of your things online? Uh, I just got a brand new website, uh, DaveMartinWorld.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that you can links to the... To uh, to my Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, um, and the podcast are all available through DaveMartinWorld.com. And it always makes me think of like a good '90s sitcom, Dave Martin World. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It really would be. And Jason Allen. And you can just find me at Jason A Comedy and all social uh, media platforms. Perfect. And now for this week's comedy listings. Don't miss Jason Allen live at the John Candy Box Theater at Toronto's famous Second City, October twentieth. And hit up absolutecomedy.ca for upcoming shows, ticket info, bios, and more for dates coming up in Toronto, Ottawa, and Kingston. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Derek Sagan. I'm so happy to be here, you have no idea. I got divorced four years ago. Not really divorced, we're in Montreal, I can be safe to say that. I would say divorce, but I think to get divorced you need to file paperwork or get a lawyer like that. I'm not really a paperwork kind of guy. I'm more of a change the lock on the house kind of guy. That's more, 
But I'm also Quebecois and I travel all over Canada, so I'm uncomfortable with the word separate, so I always just say divorce. Thank you once again to our guests, and of course, Derek Sagan on the line, who will be in the Rose Theatre in Brampton and Comedy Bar coming up. Uh, listen, download Dave Martin's albums, go see him live. If you get a chance to catch him and Darren Frost and Kenny Robinson out on the road together, do it and go see Jason Allen live at the John Candy Box Theatre at Second City. Thank you once again to our guests. This has been Inside Jokes, and keep it tuned in right here to Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta coming up next. That's our show. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.